1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
4: Your host of the Mass Singer podcast. That's right. It is Liana, the Lego Boris, and I am here with my fantastic co-host, my partner in crime. It is Puya, the Duckhead Zambakili. Puya, how are you?
3: Quackadoodle do. I'm yes. here. <laughs> that was weird. That's what you do, though. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, but I like that. You, okay. you can be that. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm glad it appeals to you.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm excited
3: to talk about this episode of The Masked Singer. The episode that wasn't. The episode that didn't. the The lost episode, as the it lost. were.
4: Yeah. So we got to talk about this at the top of the show because there was a huge scheduling kerfuffle this week when it came to the mass singers. So on Wednesday, I guess that would have been what the 12th. Yeah. So last week, the 12th, the baseball game due to a rain delay ran long. Fox said, Hey, we're going to air the mass singer. It's just going to be after baseball. Don't worry. And then later they said, oops, psych. Yeah, we're actually not going to air it at all. But then it was up on Hulu. Like it was going to get released on Hulu at 3 a.m. But then it never did. And it got pushed back to the next week. And then there was talk about whether or not it was going to be on Saturday. Anyway, this whole roller coaster of a mess has been happening. So that's why you didn't hear an episode from us last week, even though the episode actually did air in Canada. (laughs) So we're not just talking about the U S here. It actually went ahead and aired in Canada. I look, I don't know. I don't know how any of these things work, but like we said, it's been quite a bit of a mess, but don't worry. Puya and I are here to talk about episode four, Mass Singer season eight, episode four, Andrew Lloyd Webber night.
3: And yeah. And to the Canadians tuning in, I hope you enjoyed the double feature of the same episode again this week. I'm assuming.
4: Yeah, that or are you guys just going to be a week ahead? Genuinely, we don't we don't know. Um, So (laughs) I don't know what to tell you guys. We're going to be obviously continuing to release episodes as the season continues. um, But with this scheduling snafu, it might be a little bit more chaotic. I don't know if they're going to end up throwing in a Saturday episode. That's what Mike Bloom thought might happen at some point. So, again, we'll play this whole thing by ear. But that really, truly is a mass singer. You know what? It's it's a mess of a show.
3: Yeah, and it only makes sense for for everything to just be up in the air like this. So we'll we'll have fun with it regardless though.
4: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the most important thing. Even though we had to wait an extra week to talk about musical night, Andrew Lloyd Webber night, Puya, are you just so excited to talk about musicals?
3: Yay! Yay. Definitely <laughs> understood all of it.
4: Yes, you did. I'm sure you love the opening number from Nicole.
3: So good. Top, so, top three
4: yeah i so that's from cats the musical that i saw last summer
3: yes cats, l- like yeah. the movie oh, is that
4: yeah the movie was based off of it which is based off of a book is based off a book but anyway
3: it was based off a book i didn't know that
4: it's like the life of something life of cats or something it's like a t.s elliot i want to say Anyway, whatever. We're not here to discuss that. Although I guess I suppose we are. Yeah. Uh, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. All right. Booyah. Where do we begin? So first things first. Love the opening number from Nicole. Didn't um, Robin give our opening number the week before? Yes. So I think this is probably going to continue. I would have to imagine, or those are the only two that can really sing. So maybe that's it. And now we're done. So Although- next week is the
3: Muppets. <laughs> I assume Ken, Ken. Jong's going to take over. Yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> okay. but I assume he's going to be there with Kermit. It's going to be a thing.
4: He's like kind of an okay singer, right? Wasn't he on the Korean version?
3: He was, he was, I do yeah. not recall if he sounded good.
4: <laughs> I think it was like, okay, like surprising, you know, cause like you wouldn't expect him to be a good singer. Well, anyway, so we open with the Nicole with her opening number. We also of course get the interlude fam- Phantom of the Opera and Andrew Lloyd Webber was actually there. This was a complete jaw dropping moment for me because I was not expecting him to actually be there. I just assumed it was going to be, you know, dedicated to him, maybe singing some of his songs.
3: Oh, so I knew he was going to be there because I believe we oh. discussed the fact that he was going to be a guest <laughs> panelist on the oh. first episode of this podcast. Yeah. All
4: right. Well, it just goes to show how much I remember. So anyway, I was excited because <laughs> I had forgotten that fact. Um, and then we get the weird interaction with Ken as the Phantom sort of dancing. And then the, would you be seduced by Ken? That whole thing. I don't I, I don't I don't really have much to say about that. It was kind of funny but weird,
3: yeah. I mean, Ken came in uh with the Phantom of the Opera look, correct? Mm-hmm. Do I have that right? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, he did a bit, yep. it went a little too long, but that's again what you expect from a Ken Jong bit. And yep. then, uh, we officially oh, kickstart the uh the Andrew Lloyd Webber night,
4: yeah. And I think you know what was lost in sort of all of this scheduling mess is that this is our new group. Are you ready to talk about our our new group of competitors? Potentially one, the winner here might end up winning this whole thing. I don't know.
3: It's possible. It's possible one of these three could be the we could be looking at the winner of season eight here. I was excited. You know, I've been waiting for a new group. Uh, One of the biggest flaws of this format is that we are doing the same group three weeks in a row. So it's refreshing. We'll take it.
4: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean even though we were really just getting the harp as the repeat performance, I think it's still nice to like completely change things up and get a whole new brand new uh, group of people. So let's kick things off with the first performer. Puya, do you want to take us through The Maze? <laughs> like The Maze?
3: Right, the corn.
4: Like, like yeah, like like the corn maze.
3: Yeah, so do you want me to just go through the clue package here? Sure. Okay. So the 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 Maze talks a little bit about how uh you need to make a musical about me they they had dreams too big for life um they grabbed an mc mic and then there was an act 2 there was a comedy of errors and then a bird blew up potentially tweety um <laughs> and then you know we see a big new york clue and then a calendar and a wedding cake
4: <laughs> yeah uh let's see i think the one other thing that I had is the clue when the, the maze was walking in was perfect planner, um, which I think is important because now, you know, finding out who the unmasked person is, I think that that fits with the clues. But yeah, I mean, I think we got a ton of information here. Did you have any guesses on who it was at this point after the clue package?
3: Nope. <laughs> Not after the clue. I had nothing. I had nada.
4: Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I didn't either. So I guess let's just hop on into the performance because I I got confused by the voice. I'm not gonna lie. I so the the performance here was from Jesus Christ Superstore Superstore. <laughs> I love that show. Um Jesus Christ Superstar, Heaven on Their Minds. And I definitely misgendered my bad, uh, the singer at first. I just felt like the texture and the tone of the voice was so clear it was really good
3: yeah i, I thought it was a great opening <clears throat> number here i thought the maze did amazing i quite enjoyed the performance even though i do not recognize the song now what did you think of the uh the backup dancers this time
4: around oh my god wait the powder puff wigs is this yes. the power puff wigs yes okay well so been a discussion point all season of the uh, continued wigs throughout a theme tonight. And so I was happy to see the power puff wigs, powder puff wigs, I think at least make a couple um like showed up a couple times. So I was definitely down for that.
3: Yeah. I during the performance, I did write down a guess. Um I did feel decently about my guess there. I guessed Andrew Rannels who oh, uh uh-huh. Uh, what's the call? Who was in the? Oh, well, first of all, in a couple of musicals. Okay, none that I would know well, but uh, per, primarily because I had seen a clip of him performing in the Book of Mormon.
4: Uh, yeah, I I genuinely I had no idea. Like I said, I was I was way off. I was I <laughs> I thought it was like the voice of a mature female singer like I before the mermaid showed up I thought this was like the mermaid of the season even though I didn't have a particular guess but that was definitely the first take that I had on it because I maybe wasn't paying attention properly or maybe I don't know He just threw his voice
3: perhaps not
4: (laughs) yeah so okay so then that ends we go to the um kind of like the ending segment here so i didn't write down any of the guesses but i do have the other clue which was the tv's tv movies stage even hosting maze has fans frozen to their seats
3: yeah they really wanted you to think of frozen and the judges fell for it immediately of course
4: yeah Yeah. i mean as did i (laughs) because i was like well because here's the thing like you know we've talked about this before with the way that this season has been going because you you know you have one person or only one person make it through per episode. So it feels like they're just shotgunning clues at you. So I was like, well, now they're kind of being more obvious in their clue package. But then that got me. Cause I don't know. Do you, I don't know if we want to talk about the person who's actually, spoiler alert, maybe gets unmasked. Um, I don't know what order you want to do this in um, because yeah, I had no idea.
3: So I also didn't, I will say though, I want to talk about this real quick Andrew Lloyd Webber loved the maze. Loved Mm -hmm. the maze. Literally, the first thing Andrew Lloyd Webber says after the performance is, whoever you are, go professional.
4: Isn't that kind of an insult? Because he, like, is a professional?
3: Well, not technically not a professional in, like, the musical scene, right? I
4: mean, he's been on Broadway. Okay, then yes, it's (laughs) insulting. So, yeah, I feel like... I mean, unless I don't remember exactly what Andrew Lloyd Webber said, but if he had said, if you're not a professional, go professional. But if he just said, go professional, then I think it's an insult. Like, I think that first part.
3: No, he said, whoever you are, turn professional is what I wrote in my notes.
4: Yeah, he is. He he is. (laughs) That's so. Yeah, that's. Well, Okay, I don't I don't remember what order do we do this in? I don't know. I've got to
3: whatever you want, Leona. This is your
4: show. Okay, I want to try to connect some of the clues because I so. okay. Here's the deal. The maze gets unmasked. Okay. Spoil- spo- spoiler alert.
3: If you didn't figure it, it out based on the fact that it, Liana couldn't <laughs> decide whether or not to reveal that information.
4: Yeah. Mario Cantone, who I am not familiar with his work. I never watched Sex in the City, which is, I think, one of the things that he's most known for. That in Men in Trees, which I also have not seen. So... I was like, okay, I I never would have gotten there. Never in a million years. I think if I had had time to Google and like really try to you know, triangulate based on the clues, maybe I would have gotten there, but there's no way. And it took me going back with the clue package and trying to figure things out. Like, for example, the clue when he first walks out is perfect planner. He played the wedding planner on Sex and the City. And the wedding cake. and And the calendar with a wedding cake, both together. Planner wedding cake they there really spent
3: all the budget on this one clue for the most part
4: <laughs> yeah well like the the little bird that poops away he was in a um becomes a stressed out bird in surfs up or something so i thought that that might be that relation uh impressions of the greatest he's known for his impressions i guess so those are the the ways that i tried to fit the clues booyah what did you have
3: I mean, you took them all like, well, what, what, what do you want me to say? That I don't have anything else.
4: Okay. Like the, the billboard, I guess he was like a young ingenue. He was, um, he has been on Broadway. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So let's just move on to the mermaid mermaid. Uh, okay. I'll go through the clues. So the first clue was when, again, they're like coming out, the mermaids being wheeled out which by the oh yeah we didn't talk about the mazes costume what do you think about the mazes costume it's corn Mm, it's got the juice
3: it looked fine i thought the costume was fine i actually thought all three costumes this week were great i mean reminder we drafted robo girl maze and mermaid third fourth and sixth so we were very high on these three costumes
4: <laughs> yeah I think the for me that's why I also I had the impression that the maze was going to be maybe more like the you know the the great of the cast because even though the mermaid obviously had sort of the gimmick with sitting down, which was would have been my second guess, I feel like the maze costume was very much sort of old Hollywood glamour sort of style, which i I thought it was a cute fit for the maze, but obviously it was very confusing as a clue. maybe it fit, maybe someone can correct us and tell us why it actually makes sense. Why
3: what makes um, for Mario
4: sense? Cantone? The maze uh I
3: mean the costumes costume. never necessarily have to link to the performer in any way. I thought
4: they said they were going to this season.
3: Or was that last season? Hmm. I don't know. You forgot Andrew Lord Webber was going to be on the show. And we had talked about it 2 weeks ago. So
4: I did. I did forget that. That is correct. Okay. So, mermaid. Mermaid costume. You said you liked it?
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, the mermaid I thought is a is a beautiful costume. Um, the biggest drawback to the mermaid costume was that it was going to be stationary because it's in the little like clamshell in the co- in the thing. But I liked it. I liked the costume quite a bit. It gave me a similar look to there's another costume I think maybe from the mask dancer that had a very similar mask, I want to say.
4: Um yeah, I think it was the um no, it wasn't like the, the mask dancer or something. Uh, oh, m- maybe, but I also feel like Mother Nature and oh, that's Night what Angel it was. I think. I think. Yeah, you're right. Who was Patty Labelle? What was Patty Labelle? She a flower? Also, was she Mother Nature? I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. There's been th- sorry, my brain's not functioning right now. There's there's been a bunch that have had that kind of like humanoid mask face thing, where it's like, um, like it's like molded as a face. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like the mermaid had that here as well.
3: Right. Okay.
4: Okay. So the clue as the mermaid was rolled out was Doomsday Prepper. And then which makes sense, I will survive. And then um the clue package is all about how like, you know, look, she's a star. Okay? Being her, it's simply the best. She's just been there, done that. A legend, truly a legend. But her path wasn't a straight line. She was in a horrible accident that led to a major setback. And then I wasn't sure whether or not the waves in the storm had anything to do with the major setback, or it was just the fact that she's a mermaid. And like, I assume mermaids struggle in storms, but they're under the water, so I feel like if they're under the water, it's actually probably not that big of an issue. But anyway, I'll let um, you maybe know maybe the next
3: time I'm in a in an open water during a storm, if that impacts well, me.
4: Well, okay, like, you know, in The Little Mermaid, they're, like, down at the bottom of the ocean. They're probably not going to feel a storm if they're down at the bottom of the ocean. Right? Uh,
3: I guess they feel a... uh What's the... Like, a water-based tornado? Is that called? A whirlpool, whirlpool?
4: A typhoon.
3: A typhoon or a tsunami, they would feel probably more so.
4: I think it depends how deep it goes. The ocean's, like, pretty deep. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I mean, she wasn't underwater in this.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess that's true. Maybe she was going up to the to find Eric or whatever that prince's name is. Okay, so anyway, so she survives this major setback, but God had greater plans. And then there was a image of two doves and she turned anguish into an anthem. There was also I so this looked like a Simpsons character to me. It looked like the red dress girl emoji but in the Simpsons. Did I did I make that up?
3: I have no idea what you're talking about. I right
4: think it now. was, it was, <laughs> there was a picture like an emoji woman, but looked like a Simpsons character.
3: Listen, okay, I'm gonna maybe, level with you. I watched this episode like five days ago, so I'd have okay. to look up look it up again.
4: All right, maybe I hallucinated that. Anyway, so that, uh, for sure, I know there was sheet music with movies written in yellow slash red lettering. That I remember. Um, and then essentially just ends with her being iconic. So, uh, one of the men in black, I think kisses her ring and she's like a complete and total legend. So, okay. So that's the clue package an icon we have on our hands and we go into the performance. Puya, any dream will do.
3: Yes. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I definitely know the song. I know the history behind it. So it worked for me. Um, so it was mm-hmm. good. I mean, the voice was incredible. This was the first time, I think, this whole season where I genuinely felt like, oh, because I heard the maze. like, Oh, the maze is great. What's the point of having the maze first if the maze is just going to run through the other two? Then I heard the first two notes from the mermaid, and I thought, oh, we got ourselves a battle here. I am excited. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen tonight. This is great. Um, So I did like that part. Um, I will say, I, I what is your thoughts on the clamshell? Because I like the clamshell quite a bit. I wish that the mermaid could be mobile somehow.
4: Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's due like, I understand why they did what they did. I think this was, I, I, okay, so let me answer your question. One, I liked the clamshell. I thought it was really cute. I thought the whole costume was really pretty. She did look... I don't I couldn't tell exactly how she was sitting, but it looked like she was kind of like I don't know, it looked uncomfortable to me a little bit. I felt like they should have like propped her up maybe a little bit more. It's like it's like know.
3: sitting at a at like a, She's dental at like a chair.
4: 45 yeah, exactly. She's at like a 45 degree angle, which I thought was weird. And maybe it was just a because of the way the costume is, it can't like completely bend. I don't I don't know. But I felt like the whole sort of crown or not crown, um, what's the thing that people sit in? And their Game of Thrones was about it. Throne, throne. Oh
3: throne. my god!
4: <laughs> the throne. Oh, sorry, I'm like overheating too. Uh, okay. So the it was like a throne, like a clam throne. And so I thought that that was sort of the especially a good way to do it. Um, being the legend that the mermaid, you know, is right. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously I love the performance. She's such a great singer, like such an amazing singer. And, uh, I, I was like, I, well, I didn't really have, I felt like everything was moving too fast. I didn't write down a guess, but until we got to, um, uh, the guesses, like the judges were, Oh my God, we're definitely in the presence of royalty, which you can totally just, you can just feel it even watching it through the television screen. And her um, the stage clue was the mermaid makes waves enters Library of Congress forever. And then we got to the guesses, which Ken's guess was share. I wrote these down because Ken's guess was so bad. No way it's share. Andrew Lloyd Webber thought Gloria Estefan. Which I thought wasn't a good guess, but I, Robin's guess. As soon as Robin said Gloria Gaynor, that's all I could think of, especially because I, I really, I don't know why this season, I really started paying attention to that initial clue um, when they first walk in and as mm-hmm. soon as he said glory gainer and I thought doomsday prepper, I will survive. I just locked that in my brain and I couldn't, n- nothing else could make it in.
3: Yeah. Especially because like, I mean, uh, I feel like those opening clues are actually very telling now that we can immediately connect them because they get on in the same episode. Mm-hmm. But to me, that means that we should moving forward if we don't know someone and they make it far we should definitely look at that because that could be the big big reveal is that clue at the beginning
4: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um which is i didn't yeah okay not gonna jump ahead all right what else do you have to say about the mermaid
3: i don't know i want to know what what you wanted to jump ahead for
4: uh no it's too far ahead and it'll get confusing.
3: Sure. Yeah. Well, then I don't really have anything else to say here. Um, I will say in the clue package, there was also a performed for princes and popes. But then can you explain the library Wait, of congress clue? Because I don't get it does um, it just do mean you, that it's gonna live in infamy? Like, is that what that means?
4: Um, do you know what the library of Congress is?
3: I'm assuming it's to do with the Congress and like a library of all the, the Congress uh books
4: <laughs> um yeah so it serves as the like the yes you you are correct it serves as um like the research library of the cong of the u.s congress um but it's also kind of like the national library so anything that's really important goes in there and people have like had petitions to put certain things in the library of congress i feel like shrek was so people tried to put in the library of congress but I could be you, making you that can up. put
3: stuff in the Library of Congress that aren't to do with Congress.
4: Uh, Shrek has been inducted into the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress. OK, so, yeah, it did happen.
3: Can we yeah, enter can, like, this podcast into the Library of Congress?
4: I think we could try, but I think you have to essentially make an argument that it's culturally like culturally significant in a really important way if i understand correctly
3: i mean it so this podcast was delayed wait listen to my ken jong-esque theory Mm -hmm. this podcast was delayed because of baseball baseball is america's oldest pastime america is america (laughs) this podcast is america and scene (laughs)
4: um i don't think it works like six degrees of separation oh shrek somehow
3: made it so tell me how that makes sense
4: are you saying that shrek is not a film that has historical cultural or aesthetic significance
3: listen shrek is love shrek is life shrek is not congress material
4: okay well tell that to the library of congress
3: I would, Wait, but is they're Shrek close.
4: two in the Library of Congress.
3: That's the better choice, quite frankly. Shrek Two should be in the Library of Congress.
4: I think both of them are. Oh, as yeah, long as Shrek the Third isn't,
3: we're fine.
4: Yeah, Shrek the Third was Garbo.
3: It was bad, bad.
4: Uh, okay. Well, look, I'll. I'll oh my read god! About Shrek the
3: Third okay. is in the Library of Congress.
4: Is everything in the library? Well, maybe we can get it in the let's see if like a is in movie?
3: there we can literally put whatever we want in there it feels like
4: maybe everything is in there and i just like got confused about i thought it was supposed to be like a big deal what about that movie cats and dogs that was like a bad movie Let me oh the, the movie
3: animated i saw that in the movies as a kid
4: all right i don't think that one's in there so
3: uh, that's good. x-men origins wolverine is in there
4: huh
3: can okay, we all right can I- you just add any the what i'm so confused i don't know what this is i'm so confused
4: okay will you talk about stuff for a bit i'll do a little bit of reading
3: what okay all right no how about this let's take a quick break and when we get back we will talk about our findings and also talk about robo girl
2: That's chumbacasino.com. No
1: purchase necessary. BDW. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
4: plus. Okay. I don't know. We're back and I don't know. I, I can't right now handle this. I thought it was stuff that was important. And I feel like that's the way they made it seem also on the episode. that like, oh, it's got to be some way, It's got to be someone who's important.
3: No, surely it is. Right. But because I mean, the article I'm looking at says that Shrek was added But to the National Film Registry, an annual list of 25 films selected by the Library of Congress. So
4: every year they add
3: 25 films into the Library of Congress.
4: Okay, so, yeah, it it is a big deal. And I'm sure there's something with like music also. Because
3: was X-Men Origins Wolverine that good?
4: (laughs) I don't even remember which one that was.
3: I mean, I know it has Hugh Jackman in it, but I've not seen it.
4: Okay, let's see. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. It's 2009.
3: Will I Am is in the Library of Congress.
4: What, just like him? Like they just No, he's him in, in that movie. Like in a cage? He's oh. in that
3: movie.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him.
3: The movie did 38% on Rotten Tomatoes.
4: Yeah, but it maybe it has cultural significance outside of its poor rating on Rotten Tomatoes. According to Google, 76 79% of people liked this movie. Listen, so, if you are a Google fan girls. of this
3: movie at us on Twitter, let me know. Should I am I sleeping on this movie? Should I be watching this movie? Let me know.
4: Also, if anyone knows how the Library of Congress works, <laughs> that would also be helpful.
3: <laughs> I, I'm sure we're going to I already know we're going to get those ads. So I'm excited to, to read up and learn. All right. So RoboGirl time here. And uh, Robo Girl comes out last. Liana, what was the RoboGirl's clue that? they like trolls
4: um yeah that's what i had written down likes trolls
3: so this um, could be trolls the movie this could be troll doll this could be trolling like pranking oh my god i think i know who this is
4: oh oh well, good see see i told you this clue was important
3: okay and it's only because the clue is this clue is important cuz i don't know who it is to be honest right
4: yeah but um, this clue is important
3: okay so okay trolls
4: the pranking
3: pranks punked who was the host of punked ashton kutcher who is ashton kutcher married to mila kunis
4: can she sing
3: yes i believe so
4: oh shit that would actually be a really good get for them
3: well oh, that would be their biggest get of like right here yeah, okay, let's Okay, so
4: let let me Okay, let me talk through the other clues and then maybe we can see if we can put this together. Cuz sure. by the way, RoboGirl didn't get a mask. sorry, spoiler.
3: Yeah, RoboGirl's still out there still doing her thing.
4: Yeah. Okay. So, RoboGirl. So, these are the clues that I have. Um she uh something about stepping up into the spotlight out of her comfort zone. I don't remember Ooh. what that was in context to.
3: I don't know, but they did guess Jenna Dewan from Step Up, which I also like that idea as uh, as a person as a guest.
4: Hmm. And then this was the thing that was really confusing. Spent much of her career lived in the shadows of David Blaine and someone else. But I couldn't understand the second name, so I didn't write it down. Or the first name? Did you write it down? Lived in the shadows of someone and David Blaine.
3: I saw, I wrote shadow of superstar. I did not write names. Where did you get names?
4: Where did I get David Blaine?
3: Did the superstars, judges say
4: wait? Maybe it's superstars like David Blaine.
3: Oh, like a magician?
4: I got that see so that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm so confused about this, because I swear to God, I heard the word David Blaine. But I <laughs> it just made me more confused. Okay, I'll go back and check. Uh, but anyway, so that's what I thought was said. And then there was a surfboard, which made me think of the kids teen choice awards choice yeah. awards, yeah. Um, and then the The glow of their talent made it hard for her to see her own talent. I don't know what that means. I wrote that down though. And then there was 80, she had 86 cents to her name um, before she got a job. And then there was a stage manager, like stage man clue. I thought the 86 might refer to maybe like the year that they were born perhaps, but now I'm not so sure about that. And then eventually she found her own spotlight Um, magical fandom within the world. There was honey as a clue and I think cat ears maybe, but I don't know if those was just a costume of the men in black or if that actually meant something.
3: Right. I see. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I got anything uh, additional for my random guess that I threw out there.
4: (laughs) Does any of that fit with Mila Kunis?
3: I don't know. But um, as far as was there a clue about a Meg?
4: Uh oh, like um from Family Guy? No, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe I heard. Maybe maybe it was the wrong name I heard. Oh, I was. Gonna, I cannot have the episode. Uh, I don't remember. I swear to God, she said David Blaine, which got me confused. But also, if it's likes trolls trolling David Blaine, I thought maybe did David Blaine have a residency in Vegas?
3: Yeah, I would assume so.
4: Because maybe. This person had a residency in Vegas. And that's why they lived in the shadow of David Blaine. Or maybe this person also likes encasing themselves in ice. Okay. They Mila were Kunis the second can't person say, to do it. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, next thing, the Mila Kunis guess.
3: No, no, no. She Ooh. was nominated for a Teen Choice Award, is all I'm saying. And, and um. she also did indeed marry Ashton Kutcher, who hosted Punked, who is a troll.
4: Mm, okay.
3: Also, live, you know, the shadow of a superstar. Uh, you know, I she was part of an ensemble. Like, I would you say her immediate, like her first real spot in infamy was playing Jackie in that 70s show.
4: Yeah, probably. I think that's when people first like recognized her.
3: So I guess like because who would I would guess the who are the most famous of that cast? Right, was it? Would it have been Ashton and uh, Wilmer Valderrama? Yeah, I think so. So then, tech, could that be a shadow thing?
4: Mm. Yeah, maybe I misheard the David Blaine part, and I'm getting very confused.
3: I don't know. I and I don't have time to look back right now. But hey, who knows? All I know okay. is that Robo Girls good.
4: <laughs> what about the movie Trolls? Anna Kendrick. De Chanel, Gwen Stefani to any of those names. No, I don't they're think all too famous. They're, all too, they're all too famous.
3: They're all too famous. They're all too famous. What about Not, not famous, though.
4: Is it Icona, Iconopop,
3: Iconopop is a duo, Liana.
4: Yeah, but maybe it's just one of them. They were in Trolls.
3: You think genuinely that it could be one half of a duo, that they wouldn't have had both duos perform if they were to bring them in?
4: Well, maybe they got into a fight about it.
3: Uh, let's see. That doesn't look like they've broken up. Hmm.
4: Okay. Well, the other people that it could be that are on the, oh my God, Reese Darby was in Trolls. It's definitely <laughs> I don't think him. It, it's, not, it's definitely Reese Darby. It could be James <laughs> Corden. <laughs> ah, okay. So I think that's probably a dead end. I can't <sighs> think of... what. If, what if troll means something else? Like Harry Potter troll,
3: that like, is way too niche. I don't think so. This is remember, they like trolls, they like they, trolls. It's not they were in with the troll, they like trolls. So that's why I think the troll is linked to them in some way. So if they like a uh, troll, that's why I was like, Ashton hosted punked, mm, bit of a troll. Mm, so mm.
4: I get it. Like it's not them. It's that she likes trolls, which is right. why. Yeah, and Robo Girl's very tiny, so that could make sense with it being
3: uh, Robo Girl's tiny? scroll clue thing. Was while on tour, Robo Girl holds her own opposite multi Grammy winner. I forgot uh, about that. I don't think it's
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I yeah, no, okay, we take that back. Okay, so while on tour, that could mean anything that could mean like like musical tour that could mean like just musical artist tour it could mean book tour it could mean campaign trail tour like maybe she's running for congress and held her own opposite multi grammy winner um i'm going to guess it's probably i don't know man i maybe she opened for like someone like she's a, an up-and-coming artist and she opened for a multi-grammy winner or something like that or it's that she was acting which also would make sense why they put her in andrew lloyd Webber night and she was starring in a performance a touring performance opposite a multi-grammy winner that's what i think it is Probably not a book tour, even though I mean the,
3: the word Grammy was there.
4: So you're thinking like it's someone's grandma?
3: I don't think so.
4: Okay, <laughs> you mean multi Grammy winner, like like Grammy Grammy?
3: Sometimes the Grammy is just the Grammy and not a grandma.
4: Did you know that Andrew Lloyd weber has it I
3: did not.
4: He is one of I think seventeen people
3: okay who have
4: egotted which is pretty cool
3: so i think so the david blaine thing definitely was a part of it
4: ah okay it i knew it crew. i knew david blaine was there i swear to god okay 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 so it's someone who acted in something with david blaine in the shadow of maybe maybe they just grew up in the same hometown as david blaine And then that's why they grew up in their shadow. Oh, from well, he's from Brooklyn. Wait, in the shadow. Didn't David Blaine stand up on that tower for a while? Uh, Listen, you're focusing on
3: David Blaine when Pharrell Williams was literally in the clue package mentioned as well. Like where? Right before the word David Blaine comes Pharrell.
4: Okay, that's the word I missed.
3: Wasn't there a shadow that David Blaine was standing behind?
4: No, 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 no. He was like, didn't he like stand on a, on a tower?
3: He's done a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I'm not a David Blaine expert.
4: <laughs> Pretty sure he like stood on a tower for a while. Okay. Listen, wait. Oh, okay. I love so Pharrell Pharrell Williams. David
3: so okay. the minute Pharrell Williams comes up, I want to root for this person. Uh, You don't think Gwen Stefani would do this, right?
4: No, she's got the voice.
3: Yeah, she busy because she did do a song on Pharrell's album in my mind called Can I Have It Like That?
4: But yeah, I don't but think I think it's that. Yeah, and I think like it's not like she was in the shadow of Pharrell and David Blaine. What a weird group of pe what a weird two people. Yeah. So weird. I don't even like what do they have in common? Was Pharrell in Vegas?
3: I'm looking at Pharrell's stuff right now. Uh, I don't think Pharrell was in Vegas. No, but we're talking living in the shadow of. So I would say you look at when David Blaine and Pharrell started working. So Pharrell's been like actively doing stuff since the early 90s. Okay. David Blaine has also been actively doing stuff since the mid 90s. So this is someone who didn't really get their start, I would say, till maybe later 90s early 2000s
4: Mm, the 86 cents then maybe makes sense if they were like a young on no they're not the ingenue they were like young
3: oh um so she says from missy to pharrell and even david blaine so missy elliott also in the mix here
4: i mean missy elliott and pharrell that makes sense right because that's it. Those are at least in the music industry. What, what, what maybe I'm thinking of a different David Blaine. Is there is there a musician One David thing, Blaine?
3: Uh I mean I can look it up.
4: <laughs> all I'm getting is the magician. So
3: Yeah, it's just the magician. I don't think there's another I, David Blaine right. here.
4: Okay, I don't I don't know. Let's Missy's just, also been active since
3: the early 90s. So this to me has to be someone who either you know, collabed with them in a small way, uh, maybe potentially didn't even get their start as a singer. Maybe what if this is someone who was in music videos of the of them and then later transitioned into other stuff, maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay,
4: so there was Honey. What about the movie Honey? Who's yeah, the just dancer? Galba.
3: That's just Galba. I don't know. Who's in Step
4: Up that you Jenna said Duan. earlier? Jenna Duan. Was she also in Honey?
3: Uh she was in no, I don't think she was in honey. I'm looking at it right now. She was not in honey.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I have a guess. Um okay. but I want to look it up. I look up the person first to remember their name.
4: What about so, Jessica Alba?
3: I don't know about that.
4: Mm-hmm. You
3: think that's possible?
4: Does she know David Blaine?
3: I don't know, Liana.
4: (laughs) Oh, she was in Dark Angel.
3: So I've watched a, um, I've watched the David Blaine special like way back when in the mid 2000s where he did have celebrity cameos in that special as he's like walking around doing stuff. So Uh I don't remember. I remember Leo was in it, (laughs) but I do not remember the other people that made appearances in it.
4: Okay. But I I feel like that would almost be the opposite too, right? Where it's like, you know, because they're the famous people coming into cameo.
3: Right. So I'm trying to see the name of this person. Okay. So the reason I'm about to bring up this person is because I do remember they were in a music video for Missy Elliott. So she was in Cheaper by the Dozen, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, and the Step Up franchise as well. Okay. It is Allison Stoner. Okay, she was a background dancer for Missy Elliott, for Eminem, for Outkast, for Will Smith. So she's done a bunch of stuff there.
4: Um, is she uh, by the dozen two in the Library of Congress?
3: Probably not. Although I did enjoy it. I'm not going to lie.
4: Okay, wait. Sorry. What's her name?
3: Allison Stoner.
4: Allison, St- why does that sound familiar?
3: If you Google her, you'll know immediately who it is.
4: Oh, she was it's also the- in. Young yeah. woman, yes, 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 yes. She was like the kid dancer in, uh, in Missy Elliott's video, yeah, in like yeah. a bunch of stuff. Oh, she was in Step. She was in Step Up. Oh, this is actually not a bad guess.
3: Yeah, you think you think I got something here?
4: Yeah, maybe I don't know. She just feels like the right amount of. She's tiny, first of all, and it's kind of like the right amount of celebrity. I feel like for this.
3: Yeah, so we my. Can maybe see- come back i mean the thing is it it fits missy i don't see i don't think i don't know about, if, about it fitting david blaine or that's such a weird name to throw in the mix here until we find out exactly who this is and we're like oh yeah that makes sense but for now i don't have anything better also i feel like we've spent most of the podcast speculating on who robo girl is at this stage
4: yeah she's the only one we don't know so
0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
4: Okay, so let's talk about her performance then. Um, Bad Cinderella, Bad Cinderella. Um, This, okay, this was like, I expected at least one of them to be bad. Okay, I just did. And when I was like, man, I have Rogo Girl. Like, she's going to be bad. She's the last one because the other two have been like so good. And she was also really good. I, I I had no idea. I I really had no idea who it was, was a whole get toss up.
3: It was literally every person of the three could have been the winner of this round, and I would have been like, ah, oh, makes sense. But I will be honest. I thought the maze was in, and I thought the mermaid had a stronger. I thought Robo Girl was going to get unmasked.
4: Mm. I think the performance. I think Robo Girl's performance. One, she is a super ama- like a crisp, clear tone to her voice that is just so appealing and so nice to listen to. I love the way that her, the eye mask lit up, like changed colors from red to green. And I feel like her stage presence and that's another reason why like she could be a dancer is because she just, the way she moved around the stage just felt like someone who was very confident and someone who, you know, maybe potentially is a dancer or was a dancer. I mean, I was really taken with her.
3: Allison Stoner the clue was, what was the clue about? The holds her own opposite a multi-Grammy winner. Mm-hmm. She's she's holding herself, you know, as she's performing around Grammy winners.
4: Yeah, that's, good. that's what I'm saying. I think it's a good guess. Yeah.
2: There
4: um, we go. Okay. Yeah, maybe. and she's like guest starred in a bunch of stuff, so I'm sure we could find a way to maybe connect some of the other clues, but yeah, I'm... Look, I'm I'm happy with that for now, especially because I have no one else that I could be thinking of. But so we've already talked about the the one the clue on stage. Otherwise, yeah, I didn't write down the other guesses that the judges had.
3: Uh, So Jennifer was Robbins, uh, Nicole guessed Kiki Palmer. And then uh, Ken Jong initially said Cara Delevingne then switched it to Selena Gomez.
4: Oh, yes. I remember because Robin said like when they were finishing, (laughs) Robin had like a very subtle quip that they included in the episode that was like they clapped because it's over (laughs) indicating to the audience about Ken's guest.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That, That's the (laughs) amount of shade I want to see from my judges.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that was perfect. I love that.
3: (laughs) So the first unmasking happens and drum roll please it's the maze the maze is out which i was actually shocked by because again i thought the maze was guaranteed to go through to the Mm. battle royale i did not expect you know the maze to be unmasked let alone be unmasked first i didn't expect it
4: Mm. so i figured i figured with the mermaid being like as iconic and legendary as this person probably was I just assumed that they were going to get unmasked at some point. So I kind of wish that they had like they had signed a contract for one episode. And so like part of me kind of wishes that they had just unmasked them there because then I think it would have been a complete toss up about whether or not it would have been the Maze or Robo Girl. But the Maze getting unmasked here, I think sort of limited the Battle Royale uh, a little bit for me. But I do think that the Maze, again, had an amazing uh performance. And I, I I, was surprised. I was hoping for the Robo girl because she's on my team. But yeah, I thought I thought Mermaid was going to get masked first, even though it wasn't the performance. It was just because of the whole like contractual obligation of it all.
3: Yeah. And we've already talked about it. Uh, Mario Cantone is the maze here. And again, Andrew White, uh, Andrew White, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who guessed Jack White for the final guest. That's why I said that. Andrew Lloyd Webber really loves Mario Cantone. Can we see these two collaborate in some kind of thing at some point?
4: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, um, uh, wasn't. What did he write most recently? Cinderella, right? That he did, I think. Anyway, he's clearly still making stuff. He's like out here being productive. So I could absolutely see Mario getting cast in something of Andrew Lloyd Webber's.
3: Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, But then, so then obviously the Battle Royale ends up being Mermaid versus Robo Girl. And this was easily the best Battle Royale we've had this season. And it's not even close. Quite frankly, depending on what the other rounds look like, this could be the best one we have this season. But Mm. ultimately, I think what you said made a lot of sense to me in that, yeah, the Mermaid probably has a one-time contract, like a one one Mm. performance contract, especially if it's a high caliber artist. Like that, a high caliber celebrity like that. I feel like that gave it away a little bit, even though I thought the battle was a bit of a toss-up.
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, so I mean, okay. So Mario gets unmasked by Maze, and then we go to the battle royale and "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina" from Avita, which I think I'm super happy with the song choice between Mermaid and Robo Girl, and I actually. I don't know. I think I probably would have given it to mermaid. But how do you not give it to someone that's such an icon like that? Like I got chills. Like she's such an icon is so amazing. But RoboGirl really held her own. But in the back of my my stupid head, I couldn't shake the whole <laughs> Well, technically, like I'm pushing up my glasses. Yeah, you <laughs> so do sure you do that like with every show. You, you, I know. Like, <laughs>
3: it's like I, I the way I phrase it is you spoil yourself by thinking too much. You're like <laughs> Well, it can't be this person because the edit and I'm like, why? Oh, why are you thinking about it? They didn't get this content. Why don't think about that? Just just watch it.
4: <laughs> Ugh, I'm just too smart.
3: <laughs> More curious is what I would say.
4: Yeah, it just uh, my brain won't turn off. Except for apparently right now, uh, which it's, you know, it's running on robo girl fumes. But look, at the end of the day this was, I agree with you, probably the most competitive round that I think we're going to see because the Maze and the Mermaid both absolutely slayed this episode and the Robo-Girl moves on. But like, I feel like by the skin of her teeth to to a certain extent, uh, I'm a little nervous for her. I think obviously she's a absolutely stunning performer, but I just, she doesn't, if I had to rank the Harp and Robo-Girl now as the two like queens at the moment, I'm going to pick Harp over Robo Girl.
3: I think Harp still has it for me as well. I do.
4: And Robo Girl still is going to have to face what? Like six other people at least.
3: Uh, Robo Girl. Yeah. No, four other people. Why six?
4: Because two next week and then two the week after. That's four. Oh, yeah. Six people. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> I like you responding as if. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said I said four. What are yeah, you talking I said, about?
4: Yeah, two people and two people. Mm-hmm. You know two plus two equals six. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a math genius. Yeah. So okay, sure, four people. Fine. She only has to be four people, but still, she's got to be four people, which I think is a you know quite a tall order. Although, also, it was interesting that. Um, yeah. No. Never mind. I my brain is done
3: okay so that brings us to the end of the episode okay now next week we're gonna have oh. ma-
4: okay sorry I remembered um, the unmasking okay so mermaid gets unmasked it is indeed Gloria Gaynor I will survive disco icon and I love the fact that they, they're they letting people I think, I'm sure we've talked about this but I want to say especially because of the mermaid that they're letting them sing their own songs or uh, I'm sure whatever song they want to sing at the end because to hear her sing I Will Survive on the Mass Singer was just such a surreal experience for me in, in a good way, I think. So I'm very okay if they keep doing this. Don't make them perform whatever song they sang. They already sang that song. Let's hear them sing something else.
3: Well, especially when it's um, when you're in a position where you are going to be singing something that's thematic to the sh- the episode you're doing. Like if next week, Somewhat iconic is unmasked and then they have to sing Monomena to end the Muppets week. That's not the move. <laughs> Let them sing what they're known for.
4: I'm just like, <laughs> can you even sing that?
3: Why not? It's a Muppet song. If you Where don't you gonna- think that Drew Carey wouldn't have done Monomena, if Drew Carey do, was do, on do, this do, season, do.
4: there aren't lyrics though. Isn't it just like, dude, 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 dude. Do, 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 do. Is you, that what he's going to be up
3: there doing? You are treating this like we're watching X Factor or The Voice, and it's gonna, ma- it's, it's mass singer. The yeah, razzle dazzle great. can carry you. Uh, also, so I would argue some of these, uh, celebrities of the past have did quote actual songs and not really uttered the lyrics. So.
4: Well, I remember the time Mickey Rourke was on the show? That's what
3: I was is thinking like,
4: of. <laughs> yeah, he's the classic go-to. Yeah. Okay, so Muppet Night next
3: week. I'm excited to see how that pans out. Uh, we'll find out. I mean, next week. Yeah, next week. Because again, we're on the. We'll also, there's still baseball, right? I know that the World Series is gonna fall, like Game Four. Of the World No. Game five of the World Series falls on November second. So if they they do get to a game five, then we will be missing a week there. I genuinely think we're going to eventually get a Saturday episode or a makeup episode somewhere because they will fall behind.
4: I I think they're going to have to. And if they get like another rain delay or something, you know, something like that, I feel like
3: the biggest, the best move is to do a double feature one week and just do two episodes, like a two-hour block or something.
4: I know, but the problem is that they also have Lego Masters, which is also now a week behind
3: true well what's their schedule like otherwise i feel like there's reruns that you can cut i don't know yeah to me <laughs> there's
4: nothing else on fox other than these two shows obviously so <laughs> I feel i'm like, like why can't they just move everything else i'm sure isn't like what else is on fox
3: i feel like their biggest blunder was not just making it available online like i recognize that you want it to be on tv but i feel like you would have gotten the same amount of eyes online if if you put it up on your website for free right mm-hmm. I feel like they would have gotten the, the people watching there and they wouldn't have fallen behind but also I don't know how television works with contracts and stuff <laughs> maybe they were obligated to I don't know
4: yeah and they want to make a lot of money so they want to air it at, you know got to
3: sell those TV. sweet sweet ad spots somehow right.
4: okay so I want to make a bet with you here and now for next week if they don't sing the Rainbow Connection on the Muppet episode. I will. Um, I got to think of something that I am going to do. I'll eat a chapstick.
3: <laughs> so to be clear, you quote, doing a bet with me. Is you just making a bet with yourself because I doubt Oh, don't wait, have any is that not how
4: how do bets? I don't know. How do bets? Okay, work? How about, I be-
3: let me do this. Let me do this.
4: Okay.
3: Rainbow Connection will be the battle royale song.
4: That's what you're saying, that's what I'm saying. That's
3: what I'm saying.
4: Okay, you're saying it's gonna be the battle royale song. Oh shit, yes. that's good. Okay, I think it's gonna be the opening song that they sing.
3: Oh no, you can't they- do that. That's not? not fair. Why not? Because you you said that someone's gonna sing it. So that's your that's your wager. That's why
4: I that's what that's why I said someone. All right, well, I'm out. Anyone. I'm out of this wager.
3: I'm not doing do a mean, wager.
4: You, okay, fine. How about this? I'll trade you wages. I'll say it's the Battle Royale song. And no. you say.
3: Okay. No. how about this? How about how about I've done enough wagers on a podcast to last me a lifetime? How about that? Okay. You can still do the wager solo if you want.
4: Okay. I'll eat. You know the potting soil that I have. Do you think it's okay for me to eat like a like a teaspoon?
3: Why would you I'll do that, Leon? As a bet, no one wants you. To, no one's making you do any of this. You I know, are I doing.
4: Feel, I, I know, but I the Rainbow connections definitely going to be on in Muppet Night.
3: Yeah. So I, I, I don't. I mean, even that's a given. But dessert. you have to like if it's a wager, you got to make it more specific. And I just think don't do a wager. Just say that's what I'm predicting.
4: Okay, fine. That's what I predict.
3: Okay. There you go.
4: Okay, I did it.
3: All right. The opening is going to be Manamana by Ken Jong. That's my prediction.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Even if they don't do it, that's what they should have done.
3: That's what it should be. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast here, Liana. Let the people know. What do you have going on? Where can they find you? And all that good stuff in between.
4: Okay. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. I am. Uh, podcasted about Survivor on the B&B. Uh, we had Gabby Pascuzzi on this last week, which was really fun. And then coming up, we're going to have well, yeah, your friend and mine, Sir Peridium, <laughs> is going to be coming on to talk to Mike and I. So that's going to be a lot of fun.
3: My best friend, Peridium. Can't wait to listen. Should be a good time.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, your best friend.
3: Wow, you have to be shady about it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> ask him. Ask him on the pod. Anyway, y'all can him. find me on Twitter at Puyas, and You can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream there two, three times a week, so if you can come through, say hi. I would appreciate that very much. And also, I've got the 90-day podcast going on right now. We're talking Happily Ever After Season 7. It's a lot, but I'm getting through it. We're having good podcasts at the very least. I had Jason Reed on with me this week, so definitely check that out as well.
4: Oh, and I have Lego Masters the and two you have episodes, Lego masters two, episodes two, three, and four. We're going to cover them.
3: Perfect. And I made an appearance talking survivor on survivor global with Shannon Gus for this Yay. past week's episode. So I did that. All right. That's all we have for you here today. We hope you had fun. We hope you understood everything we said. Cause I don't think I understood anything we said this week. No onwards, no upwards and onwards to the Muppets week next week. But until then take care, have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to
0: talk about this and safe Who's under
3: there?